Hello and welcome to The Passion Podcast. My name is Salma and I'm your host. This show is all about celebrating passion, the force that drives creation. Throughout the podcast, I'll be speaking to guests about what lights them up and how integrating more passion into their lives has helped them connect deeper with their unique purpose. Fellow curious humans, you are in for a treat. I know that you're going to love the amazing wisdom our guests have been so brave and open to share. Welcome to the show. When Kerry Ann turned up at my workplace back in 2019, her ever so sprightly and energetic spirit shook up what was for me just another day at the office. I was stunned by the amount of energy, happiness and passion running through her. She managed to get our whole office swinging around on chairs, shaking our bodies and bending our backs, necks and hands in all kinds of ways in order to get us moving from our desks. Transitioning from a life of professional slouching following her 10 year long office based economist job, she realised it was time to look after her body and found a passion along the way which led her to her business venture, Pilates at Your Desk. She now spends her days in and out of offices and with one-to-one clients, helping them to look after their own bodies through Pilates-based movements. Featured in The Times, Balance Magazine, Hello and many more, she has truly established herself as an expert in the field. Kerry, your story is one of true inspiration and I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So Kerry, as you know, this podcast is all about passion. Clearly Pilates is something that you're super passionate about, so much so that you've built a business from it. So could you firstly tell us a bit about how you managed to transform this passion for movement into getting paid to go into offices and get fully grown men to manoeuvre their bodies into big stars and little balls? (laughs) Um, Yeah, sure. So um, I think one of the things that's worth um, pointing out, I guess when I first started my Pilates journey, I wouldn't actually say that I realized movement was a passion of mine. In fact, um, you know, I was quite the opposite. I I really liked just sitting down quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I was really crazy. And um, and so actually, it may be worth just rewinding a little bit. So when I was in my previous job, uh, I I was really looking for for what I was going to do next. And I sort of I tried to when I was pregnant in fact I started a master's in psychology for example and then when I had my daughter I couldn't continue with it because I couldn't go to the lectures and so I just parked it and left it really Mm. and then I went back to work and but I was really unhappy because I didn't feel passionate about the job that I was doing and so I was almost I was actively searching for what next and then the Pilates kind of just fell in that came came along um, sort of without me realizing because I was going to classes because I had various aches and pains in my body. As I said, I was sitting down a lot and um, <laughs> and uh, and then you know going from sitting down a lot and then getting really drunk and dancing like crazy. Head. <laughs> <laughs> One extreme to the other. Exactly, and um, so I um, so I was going along to a Pilates class near my work and then. 
I, I was having a sort of trying to think about what to do next and the lady just kind of persuaded me and said well, why don't you come and do the course I think she played to my ego a little bit because um, then I quit my job on a whim really and I didn't really think that I would end up becoming a Pilates teacher actually I just kind of thought right I'm just going to do this mm. to get out of the job and figure out what it is that I'm going to do um, and when I started the course I realized that she really was playing to my ego because I, it, I was totally rubbish and it was a massive you know steep learning curve in terms of moving myself so as in me doing the movements but then what happened was quite funny because when i came to teach people so when i had case studies and so on i realized that um i actually knew lots about bodies because actually i'd spent quite a lot of my time throughout the years watching how people move and i just didn't know that that's what i'd been doing so, um, I used to, for example, back to the sitting theme, I used to sit down on my lunch breaks when I was still living at home in Jersey and um, watch people walking past. Wow. And, and, and I did that every day. And so when I started to work with bodies, I realized that I knew lots about why people move the way that they do. And maybe someone's got a, a sore knee because of this, this is what they do. Or maybe they, you know, if they move their leg like this, then that would help their hip. And so I had all this information that was buried deep inside. Mm. And so then that's, that's what I then had the passion for, actually. I had the passion for fixing bodies almost, you know, and nice. the move, the passion for movement itself came a bit later on. So that came when I could do the movement well. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. So when I couldn't do it well, I wasn't passionate about it. And actually, yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, and actually then when I saw the benefits that people could get from changing the way they moved and or moving more I was like right this stuff is remarkable this is what we should all be doing mm. and, I, and I guess and I I'm what I mean, this is a long-winded way of getting to what you're after but um when I first started out I was teaching a lot of one-to-ones in fact I was a bit scared to teach group classes because I you know I felt so many different energies in the room so many different people you don't really know what they're thinking and mm. you know so actually I really developed my skills teaching one-to-ones and it was only when um I uh dis- I um thought to myself okay I've got to make some money here actually uh how am I going to do this um because one-to-ones are fab but you'd be literally having be having to teach them back to back back to back back to back if you were wanting to get anywhere near what you were sort of earning before in which was in my case mm-hmm. um and so I thought okay I've got loads of people who work in offices they're coming to me every week with the same issues so I put together a program of movement and I said right between coming you know between our sessions you need to do these moves and then they were doing them and and then they the we were seeing big improvements actually we were seeing big improvements in how they would show up on their for their weekly session because mm-hmm. they were moving more during the day so mm-hmm. i thought okay i'm i'm going to put these two things together i'm going to create a program for offices so okay, then cool. i can go in and share this stuff more widely so that's how it came about and then i guess to the point of um getting grown men to be big stars <laughs> Well, the thing is, um, I, I think I've always uh, had, you know, I think my sort of style is that 
if I'm super uh, happy and not not phased by anything and just like, if I'm the silliest person in the room, then the people in front of me are gonna feel less silly because, you know, I'm there with them. Also, it's about how you get people to engage. So I obviously on Zoom, everyone's in a virtual, in their own spaces virtually anyway, so they have the option to have camera on or off. But quite often in the office, I would make sure it was like me at the front Mm -hmm. and everybody facing me so then they so even though they were next to their colleagues and so on they were facing me they weren't necessarily having to look at each other definitely um, that's a diffuse tension and also always sort of kick off with something quite out there so we get rid of the embarrassment <laughs> straight up it's yeah. like stand up shake yourself out be as silly as you can and then hopefully that diffuses any sort of embarrassment from there on out it kind of you, you can't you can't go any get any worse than kind of jumping around in, in a big star and a little ball in front of your in front of your colleagues for sure for sure well that was that was a lot of very in, incredible information and I think there's a, a few bits to break down from that so so essentially what, what you're saying is that the the kind of passion came from a natural a natural tendency towards just being a bit nosy about the way people moved essentially so yeah. I, think, I think what people can take from that because I can really relate to that in that the reason I've started this podcast is because I have a very a very natural tendency to chat to random people and I end up finding all sorts of really cool stuff out about them and and it tends to lead on to kind of yeah their passions and what lights them up so I kind of in a in a different way found that yeah my my passion for talking to people could really translate in into this podcast so I can I can really relate to that so I think for people listening it 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 would be a good idea to sort of sit down take note of the kind of things that you do very naturally and then you can build on that skill and and I think it's to note that you know you're not going to be for me, the next Fern Cotton straight away. But, you know, with with time and with practice, and, and it sounds the same for you, Kerri-Anne, that, you know, it took doing your courses and, and starting off with your one-to-one -one clients and later on going on to the group sessions and kind of building yourself up to a point where you now, you know, have a fully sort of fledged running business where you go into sort of huge offices of up to I don't know what's your biggest kind of group that you've, you've um, ran a Pilates session for uh, so in real life I've definitely presented to maybe 500 at one go oh um, my goodness wow a pre, you know more like a presenter type thing um but i did do a few virtually recently where i was broadcast like a big uh, sort of um industry event where i'm not actually sure how many people because <laughs> i couldn't see them <laughs> i mean that always helps doesn't it that's the sort of benefit of, of being online is that yeah you don't necessarily have to see how many people are watching on the other side of the screen <laughs> but i mean wow to stand up in front of 500 people how did you find that experience so it's really weird. So when I used to work in my previous role, um, I was really shy about um, my work, really. So I was like, try and pass my work on to other people to even go and present at the bo a board meeting or something to 10 people. 
Um, now I've just not really faced. It could be one person or a thousand. I don't mind. Mm. Um, obviously, if I'm teaching, uh, I wouldn't be teaching rehab Pilates to a thousand people in one go. I'd be teaching that to one person. But where it comes to Pilates at your desk stuff, where it's all functional movement, it's very easy to follow and there's little room for error. Um, one body is very much the same as lots of bodies. Uh, and mm. I've done so many of these things now that actually um i kind of can preempt what the things that people are going to do um along the way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so was there sort of nerves when you first started out in delivering yeah, yeah. definitely i mean i do still get nervous every time i do something but i think that's just the kind of person that i am i don't think that's got you know i just get nervous about mm. everything i know it's going to be okay though so that's the difference i guess you know i i feel um I feel confident enough in my ability to know that the nerves are just because uh, it's, the, it's a little bit uncertain about who's going to be there or what the people will be like. But Absolutely. the content itself, I'm okay with. Yeah. And is yeah. there any advice you would give to sort of someone first starting out, maybe in delivering, you know, bigger classes? If there's anyone in the kind of fitness industry that's listening to this. So it's always good to know what you're going to be teaching, even if it's just a back pocket plan. So, you know, I mean, I actually, I will quite often have a back pocket plan, but then the plan goes out the window when I, <laughs> when I see the bodies in front of me and then I think, okay, we need to do more of this or more of that. But mm. it's always good to be as prepared as you can be. Um, if you're learning, I mean, this goes to across any industry and any person presenting you know the more you feel comfortable with the content the easier it's going to be because at least then if you're nervous you're really just relying on your memory and what you've been practicing to and you'll still pull it off even if you're a bit nervous if, if that makes sense definitely um, but yeah so prep is majorly important and also i think the best advice like that people have given me in the past with regards to this stuff you're always going to know more than the people you're teaching so you can kind of rest assured that you're the expert they are paying you to be there mm -hmm. so you know just feel trust. like okay i've got this <laughs> mm, trust in your ability absolutely yeah if people have shown up to 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 yeah whether it's you know in in your case to your class or in my case to listen to a podcast or you know whatever it might be you can trust that yeah probably you know more than the person listening about that topic because that's why they're coming to you for that help i think that's a really good sort of reassuring piece of advice that will help people thank yeah. you thank you no worries. <laughs> Um, so my next question to you is how did you start getting your message out there? Obviously you left um, your economist role and um, you, you started doing your one-to-one -one sessions, but how did you manage to grow your online following as well from there? Because you've got a really strong online following. Have you used social media as a kind of business tool to expand your message? Yep. So I keep my two um, parts of the business quite separate. So I do my one-to-ones and my group Pilates classes. And then the other side is the Pilates at your desk stuff, which is the corporate workshops and then simple moves for people to follow along to that they can do during the day. Um, with the, the sort of private side, the one-to-ones, the duets and the group classes, all of that's grown through word of mouth. I haven't really done much advertising for that at all. Um, and 
I guess there's a little bit of uh, overlap in terms of if people follow me for Pilates at your desk, then they might inquire about the private stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, but mostly I've grown that side of the business through word of mouth um, and just, yeah, just starting quite local, I suppose, local to where I was living when I was in London. On the other side, the Pilates at your desk, all of my marketing um, has been through Instagram. Um, and I do have a Facebook presence and a LinkedIn, but mostly I just focus on Instagram. And uh, I think many of my corporate clients have found me on there because someone at the, their office work, uh, follows me on Instagram or their friends have told them or something like that. Um, yeah, an example, I, when I, I have one of my lovely, lovely clients mm -hmm. um, who I absolutely adore and I teach a lot actually. So she originally found me on Instagram and then I went in and I taught her office. Um, and then after I taught at her office, she then became a one-to-one -one client of mine. So that's the kind of how it sometimes works. Um, and similarly, lots of gorgeous clients of mine have had worked, been to workshops, Pilates mm -hmm. at your desk, and then have either come on to be one-to-one -one clients or come to my group mat classes, or I run some free classes as well with, uh, with a charity. So they'll come to those. So yeah, so it all starts really with word of mouth or Instagram, I think. <laughs> amazing amazing and yeah I can see how that how that could um sort of translate you know when you're when you're running a class to sort of 30 people and you you bring that amazing spirit that that that's what made me then follow you on on Instagram and and then you sort of yeah. carry on and see your work um no that that makes a lot of sense and and also on the social media topic you you post a lot of content on your social media so is that is that again sort of a, a a business tool in order to get more clients um or do you just love sharing you know what what you do and how do you come up with the sort of plan behind your um content that you share um so for the first part, uh, it is a business tool in the sense that, that, you know, I'm trying to get the messages out there to as many people as possible so that then that turns into um, to business clients. Uh, but then at the same time, um, I do get a lot of joy uh, just by helping people. So, um, you know, it's one of my main motivators for why I do what I do. And uh, when people say oh I've been doing your videos and I used to have a bad hip and now I don't it just makes me think right this is why I'm doing what I'm doing so that's kind of a driver for getting more content out there as well so there's that kind of more what's the word is it altruistic yes absolutely yeah. and that yeah. And I definitely, oh, I couldn't resonate with that anymore. Even I think I told you at the beginning that I launched my podcast today and literally I, I just only got like a couple of messages, but they were from people like, oh, I really resonated with your intro episode. And it does really make you feel good. And you think, right, okay, I need to get on it. I need to sort of carry on. Because when you see that it does help people, it does drive you. And it's, it's a funny thing, altruism, because I feel like it's, kind of double-edged in that you do it you know to be good but also it makes you feel really good so it's kind of a win-win yeah exactly it's and um yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's true <laughs> yeah yeah so that, I think, uh in terms of um 
posting so much content uh i kind of i'm a little bit chaotic with it actually i don't up until this point i haven't had a, a good plan i haven't been well organized about it but over i recently um spoke with a friend um she's a photographer and uh, she sort of suggested to me i need to plan things a bit more so over christmas i'm gonna plan stuff a bit better um more recently i've been taking two hours out on a sunday to to film all my content for the week nice um, so i've been doing that but i and, and that seems to work okay two hours is a bit long because obviously i've got a family in that eats into the and I work on Saturdays so that's not ideal but maybe an hour on a Sunday is good to do the filming but over Christmas I'm taking some time off so I'm gonna I said to Tim my husband I'm just gonna spend one day where I just plan content for like three months or something mm. and then if that's all ready to good to go um I guess Absolutely. within uh, you're engaging with people all the time so you know you kind of you can get all your content ready but there's that extra element of um responding to messages and responding to uh comments and queries which is really great and i don't mind doing that because uh as you can tell now i love talking and sharing <laughs> so, um, so that's quite nice i love sharing if you know if someone says to me oh i've got this thing uh going on then i love to try and help like i mm. don't say Right, well, that's seventy pounds for a one to one. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think I think you gain a lot from from that, from just being helpful and and like you say, not sort of necessarily needing to put a price on every single thing that you do. I think the more you share online, you know, free content, I think the more you'll get back just kind of naturally, whether that's, you know, you want to look at that as good karma or just yeah. the fact that, you know, people then begin to build trust with you and, and they say, oh, okay, Kerri-Ann actually helped me when I asked her for that. Oh, she does Pilates as well. You know, I'll, I'll check that yeah. out. And I think people are just sort of more likely to to buy from nice people. So I think, yeah, again, going back to the altruism, it's it's kind of win-win um, to, to just be a good human, really. Um, so, yeah, no, thank you. Um, and, and you mentioned about how, um, you know, you sometimes spend Saturdays working and, and you know, you've got a family. Um, and and I, I wondered how you kind of balance running a, a business, you know, self-employed with um, your social life and, and making time for family. Because, you know, not being at the nine to five, uh, you don't have those kind of strict hours to, to switch off. So, yeah, how do you kind of manage to, to balance that? Well, I'm a lot better than I used to be. It's taken me a long time to get to a place where I think, oh, okay, I'm, I've got this, I'm, I've got this now. So um, I start work really early in the mornings and uh, I tend to work in between six and eight every morning. Um, then I get my daughter ready for school and then I start work again uh, around half eight or nine or something, nine, whatever, um, depending what's the sort of drop off situation. Then I work throughout the day. Then I make sure that I finish when she gets home and I only work on a Monday and a Tuesday night. So okay. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights, I don't work. Saturday morning, I work for two hours in the morning. So mm -hmm. I'm done by 10 o'clock. And then obviously on a Sunday, I do the content thing. Um, 
I tend to post on Instagram, or at least I try to, before I start my six o'clock in the morning. So, um, or if it's it, sometimes I start at six thirty, but I try to do that before. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so yeah, so I've got sort of three nights off a week. Okay. And then, and then sat most of Saturday and most of Sunday. So you you essentially make a, a schedule for yourself that that you need to stick to a bit like how you would with a with a employed um, job and and you just make sure that you you're not working outside of those times. Well, sort of. I mean, that's teaching time and posting time. But then you know, if I get emails and stuff, it eats into so into so into my personal life. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I'm, that is something I need to work on a bit more because uh, I don't have boundaries around that stuff. Like I know other people who are self-employed are really diligent about, right, I just check emails at eight o'clock in the morning and I respond to them or I have an hour where I do that. Like mm -hmm. a good friend of mine, she does all her admin on a Tuesday, for example. But mm -hmm. um, I, my timetable is a bit up and down insofar as I get different corporate bookings each week and sometimes people move around. So I can't be that structured well I could be if I really ring fence time but actually I'm not totally very on top of that so yeah so I do have the admin stuff to manage a bit better but I've been better at allocating teaching time because I used to work every single night every single day <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah yeah I, I I remember we did speak about this um uh before the call but I, I remember you saying that yeah you you were working pretty much every night before so it's a, it's a really good improvement so well done but, but I wonder I wonder you know being you know well into the journey of of running your own business do you do you feel like and and this is a bit of a cliche question but but do you feel like it is work that you're doing you know based on the fact that it's 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 your choice or do you feel like this is kind of your your you know your 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 purpose and and maybe it doesn't feel like work for you I don't know I'm interested um, <laughs> a few years down the line <laughs> I mean I do feel like it's my purpose and I actually do get a bit sad when I'm not working <laughs> mm, yeah. but that said I'll tell you what I'll tell you what does feel like work it's the it's the mm -hmm. uh, this tiredness you know so um when I'm working starting work really early every day uh, I think uh, my body clock is such now that I naturally wake up really early in the morning but naturally I'd prefer to wake up a bit later so um so I guess the the, the sort of impact on the on my sleeping time <laughs> is, uh, and is is what makes it feel like work if that yeah. makes sense yeah that so makes that total sense work is is awesome like I love teaching I love having chats with everyone I teach I know lots about them they know lots about me um I love the joy that I get from bouncing around a room for my room right now in the virtual <laughs> hour for you know the corporate workshops I love answering questions about anything to do with the body so must must mm. of course but yeah so it doesn't feel the content of what I do doesn't feel like work. It feels like I'm just really super lucky. But the the sort of the time, the sleep stuff. Yes. Feel like yeah. Work, yeah. The, yeah. The 
use around socials leisure time i guess is yes definitely and and i guess yeah that comes with like you say sort of setting yourself clear boundaries and yes. and you know i guess when when you run your own business if if there's stuff to do there's stuff to do and yeah. and with that do you do you work on on your own Kerri-Anne or do you um have a team that support you with things like your business development um and managing your schedule and things like that um so i work on my own at the moment i have a friend who helps me out with my website and stuff like that um and i was working with a really amazing um va a virtual assistant um for a bit through through a platform uh called ibble i think it's called um okay. and, but the the virtual assistant i was working with is called joe pool um, and anyone li listening out there who would like a virtual assistant should get in touch with joe pool you can find her on um Instagram because she's actually a DJ as well. So oh, wow! Find, yeah, so if you find Joe Pool, she's a DJ. I can't recommend her highly enough. But um, a I woman of many her. talents. She's yeah, she is, and she's super lovely and friendly and just really great. Um, the reason I stopped was because I just didn't have enough stuff for her to do because something I am not very good at is delegating. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, you know, with all the good intentions in the world, when it, Joe would be chasing me, right. <laughs> what do I need to do? <laughs> I just don't have anything. Like, I haven't got round to it. So that's the thing, like, you know, and then I thought, okay, fine. I'm not going to bother anymore. I'm just going to go by myself. Um, when I was working in real life, going to offices, I did have a few other Pilates students working with me as well. So they okay. were also doing regular gigs, but um, that's kind of, uh, I, I've been doing it all myself since lockdown. Okay. So, and and yeah. for, those, for those people out there who are not quite sure what a virtual assistant would help with, is that things like calendar scheduling? Yeah. Uh, what, what other kind of things would, would Joe have helped um, you with? did like mail out she did invoicing she did um well, i can't remember now so more more the kind of admin based things and then you kind of yeah. focused on on the on the movement on on actually running yeah. pilates classes that makes exactly. sense exactly but the back you know, end I, yeah but i wasn't really organized enough to make it work <laughs> Well, you, you, you can, you can get back into it. You can, well, you can organize. That could be your new year's resolution, Carrie-Anne. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really need any help at the moment because I'm managing okay. Um, and you know, you have to remember as well that I was doing a lot of traveling before. So I was traveling to clients' houses. I was traveling to offices and everything like that. You know, some days I'd be traveling for three hours or something. Mm. So actually I've got, you know. It makes sense. You've almost sort of made, <laughs> you've almost sort of made time back. Yeah. And yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one. The whole, you know, kind of the way that, obviously the past year has, has impacted people's businesses. I think yeah. people who I guess are lucky enough to have been able to kind of shift to online, you know, yeah. people like yourselves who, who are able to run classes online have, I, I'm hearing a lot that, you know, it's actually in a weird way, given them back some time. Um, yes. So yeah, I, I was going to ask you how, 
how has this year kind of affected business and and yeah. ha have you had to pivot the way you run your business obviously you, you were in offices previously so yeah how have you kind of shifted the way you work in order to um, well I was kind of lucky because I was already starting to work virtually anyway so I had a few clients one-to-ones in different places like uh, I was teaching some people in Nashville and I had some mm. clients um, wow that's cool in, in New Zealand and a few others here and there and then also I had already taught some offices virtually as well when I was there so I'd go to the offices and they'd have other people dial in from different different offices around the world makes sense um, now the thing is is that I we've moved to Somerset we moved to Somerset in August so at the end of the last lockdown and okay. I knew back in January that that's what we were going to do we decided in December we were moving to Somerset so in January I start really freaking out I'm going to lose all my business um I actually got really down about it because I was so worried I was I was teaching maybe 35 one-to-ones a week mm -hmm. and I thought they're all gonna go I'm not gonna have any any Oh, bless, bless your heart no it's not possible <laughs> kerry ann you're 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 too no, good they, they follow you they'll move get up and move to somerset girl <laughs> <laughs> because then covid came along and then everyone shifted to online mm. so you know so i was really lucky because almost overnight i went from fearing that i wasn't trying to persuade clients oh you know when i move will you do virtual and right. people were kind of like thinking about it and everything, but I at the same time I was thinking no one's gonna do it. I'm so worried and mm. I love I love everyone I teach. Like I genuinely really, really like them and I just thought, how am I gonna start again? I just can't believe this. Some people I've been teaching for five years, you know. And mm. so anyway, um as it turns out, I was already set up and ready to go and then and then most of my clients actually stayed with me and um, some didn't want to do the zoom thing that was totally fine but mm. i'm still teaching lots of them now and, I, and I, the uh, corporate stuff has gone has improved has gone crazy because i guess um everyone's at home they haven't got their usual chairs and everything so their employers are thinking well what can we do to make it better and then they find me on the internet and they're like oh okay perfect and then i come along set up for zoom and 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 then the rest is history i suppose uh, amazing yeah yeah definitely and that that is such a good kind of team bonding um event that that employers can do you know during these times to get their employees connected again and, and like you say just feeling more connected to the business as well because yeah, yeah it's it's so important to carry on those kind of uplifting you know social events that that many workplaces usually you know you'd probably have yeah. three things a week that you do in an office so yeah uh, any any kind of hr departments listening uh, <laughs> reach out to carry on to to make sure that your your employees um yeah feel feel good and and loved still um cuz yeah that i mean as you know carry on i i loved i loved it when you came into our office i think you actually you came in a couple of times and both times like the whole office afterwards we all were just like oh we need to have that like at least once a week cuz 
you do you don't realize how kind of stiff and stuck you are when you're when you're working in an office job or, or even not even an office job you know even now I sit on my laptop pretty much all day and I I do do your Instagram little sort of 10 minute movements and I I send them to everyone now I'm like oh this lady's coming on the podcast she's got amazing movements you need to do it and and you know it does it makes you feel great um <laughs> cool thank you <laughs> that's okay um so what I'm wondering is since you've sort of started following your passion and, and building on that kind of natural skill of yours to be able to to see when people's bodies weren't quite in the right shape um what is the biggest change that you've felt in your life what what can we kind of share and impart on our followers who are thinking I've got this passion but I don't know if I'm going to be good enough I don't know if I'm you know ready to do it how how would you say that yeah it's changed your life and and to encourage someone to just go after the thing that yeah makes them happy um well I guess there were a few things in a way in terms of like from a business perspective I guess the confidence to just go out there and do stuff like I probably would have been a bit tentative before but now I'm just like oh eff it I'm just gonna do it anyway and see what happens um so you know so being confident to try new things and just to get out there and to, to do it all like to you know to make sure that you're sending that email like I said doing the bits <laughs> yes <laughs> that you don't necessarily love <laughs> I think but from like a movement perspective the biggest change for me is that I don't have any pains anymore on a day-to-day basis you know and I used to have a lot of pain um, and now I don't so that's like testament to the work really because um, I'm not spending every day doing like hardcore uh, HIIT workouts or um, or Pilates, even mat Pilates. I mean, I do do it and I probably do more, um, you know, ex- tough exercise than many, well, certainly more than I used to do. Mm. But the biggest change for me is the, just the movement, like just moving more, doing the simple stuff, you mm. know, moving the spine side to side, turning around, turning side to side, you know, um, stretching the hips out, uh, working my tummy in a very, like in a postural way. So not even mm. thinking ab crunches, just thinking holding myself up and strengthening mm-hmm. the core that way. So as you, you say know, that, I'm like reshifting in my chair because I'm suddenly <laughs> realized I'm like literally slouched right down. <laughs> Bobby, I did it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. So it's, it's I guess it's kind of, I, I guess, the biggest change to me, I'm, I am much more confident than I used to be. I mean, I, as I said, I stand up and talk in front of all those people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just, I feel healthier and I don't have any pain. And Amazing. Yeah. 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 So, so if you don't, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm touching wood right now. But if people listening, if you, if you don't know kind of what, what your passion is, then just start doing Pilates because you're going to feel good. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically that, that's the message. And yeah, hundred um, percent. I, 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 do you know what? Maybe go back to what I said at the 
the beginning, I was like avidly searching for what it was that I was going to do next. Like I was on the internet every night after work <laughs> trying to figure out what it was I was going to do. And Pilates just kind of fell on my lap in a way. I like, I never anticipated if, ever that I was going to become um, as, as someone a, a fit, in the fitness industry and or someone that um, is a body worker. I never, ever, ever envisaged mm. that would be the case for me, I, you know, and um, so well, maybe think, searching is, is the wrong approach, you know, maybe you just let the universe come to you. <laughs> yeah. And, but I think the key to that is that you were open because to, to be avid searching, you, you're, you're open to a new opportunity coming, you know, in, into your life. And I felt like with with my stuff with the passion pod that's kind of the way it happened for me I was like right I'm so unhappy in my job I don't know what I'm gonna do next like really avidly searching as well like what could I possibly do every possible career option out there and then the same it kind of just came to me and I was like right okay this is what it is you know so yeah I think there's no probably harm in yeah doing a bit of searching and doing some journaling and giving yourself the space probably to let new ideas come in because they will if if you're open but I think it's if you're sort of closed and if you're just like no this is me I'm stuck you know I'm sad forever <laughs> then then that's where yeah you, you probably are a bit blocked to to receiving that message from the universe right yeah sure mm. cool um, so I've just got a couple of um, questions to understand a bit more about your, your journey and, and, and really to understand sort of for, for listeners, because uh, well, well, the question I have is, is did you face any, any roadblocks along, along the way? And, and really the reason for that question is to understand, you know, once you do get started, and one one thing that I can say, and it's it's a small one, but but actually at the time it was quite a big deal because we had this idea, and it was actually called Passion Project, not Passion Pod. And um, we were so set on Passion Project, me and my business partner Jasmine. And then we we had the domain name, but we didn't buy it. Don't know why we didn't buy it. We just sort of left it there because we were still working on the idea and working on what exactly is this business going to be. And then when it came to purchasing the domain name, it was gone and it was like a thousand pounds to buy it or more. And I was like, right, I, I can't afford that right now. <laughs> so we had to change our name to Passion Pod. And it, it seemed small, but, you know, for us at the time, we'd done all of our branding, which we worked really hard on. And, you know, that, that didn't come into fruition, but we've changed it now. And I actually prefer Passion Pod now. But for you, did you face any, any roadblocks along the way that you had to overcome? And yeah yeah that's the question hmm. nothing major really springs to mind i mean obviously there are uh with anything there are if you have your own business there are times when you've got lots of business or more business than others and other times where you don't really have much going on and you start to panic a bit mm. so i mean i always been quite lucky in the sense that I've had my one-to-ones and I guess you could describe that as like the bread and butter of my business 
Um, but then there will be periods of times when there are lots of corporate inquiries and then other times when there aren't any. And then, you know, so it's dealing with that sort of the peaks and troughs throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, go- I'm coming to understand that a bit better now. But obviously this year has been a bit strange. And so actually this is probably not a good uh, year to base anything on. Mm. So and just so I guess uncertainty. Uh, I did... Um, I can't, re- I don't think I face anything major or not anything that's springing to mind right now. Mm. I, I mean, I think that's really good advice that to sort of have a really clear core offering and then that offering is something that you kind of know is always going to tick along. And for you, that's your one-to-one clients. And then yeah. as you expand, then that's when you can start maybe adding on different tiers and different offerings yeah. that, you, you, you know, they're good if they come, but if they don't, it's, it's not the end of the world. So I think, I think that's a really good takeaway. Yeah, I guess, I mean, in terms of, um, there's obviously been parts where I've had to learn quickly, like, for example, moving to this online world, um, although I'd had some experience with it, going from teaching a few people online to then teaching everyone was quite, a, you know, it was a steep learning curve, especially when it came to the corporates, because, the, you know, there were loads of people on Zoom. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So that was, I guess that was not so much a setback, but something that I had to adapt to quite quickly. I guess when you've got your own business, you have to be quite adaptable and ready for... Um, ready for the curveballs. Yeah, exactly. And- and I think I've done quite well so far at doing that, like being able to respond to things. 100%. Um, you know, before I, for example, I was very scared about going on film and like not actually doing this kind of virtual teaching, but doing the recording. So I share quite a few videos on Instagram, like you've mentioned already. But um, I guess I, when I first started out doing that, I didn't want to talk when I was moving because mm. part of me felt a little bit like, well, you know, I see all these amazing people on instagram and they've got they look like you know they're super um flexible or they're really strong i don't look like that and so Mm. i'm too scared to put myself on camera and then i got over that hurdle and then i was like oh i can't talk and move at the same time because all my movements will be wrong so then i used to do voiceover and then actually when i got more confident then i was like actually i can do this and so Mm. then i just started doing it and now i don't even edit the videos i just do it and i love it if there were mistakes in there, I'm just like, oh, well, whatever. I yeah. always call myself out, so I'll say, oops, I meant, I meant elbow, not foot, yeah. whatever. That's, yeah, just- that's, yeah, no, that's that's incredible, kerri and it's actually really humanising to hear that because when you look at your social media, you know, you've got nearly 10,000 followers, you've got all these amazing videos, and you just sort of, I'm, I'm the person that's looking at you going, oh, I wish I was like that, you know? So it's funny how we all seem to compare um, ourselves to, to someone along the way. But, but yeah. actually, yeah, I mean, I think everyone goes through those times of feeling not good enough, and yeah, that, that kind of comparison trap. But I think, yeah, if you can just sort of, not take yourself too seriously really and just go oh well I made a little whoops and you know let's move on (laughs) because no one else really cares do they no they don't I guess you like care more yourself than other people care but then on the flip side that you want to do a good job so you know it's good to care yeah (laughs) yeah no that's true yeah 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 a healthy amount of 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 caring yeah for sure but not 
not sort of over judging yourself exactly. and definitely I go through periods where I'm going too much the other way like in the comparison um, bubble where I'm just looking at everyone else thinking oh I'm rubbish compared to them and it going down that rabbit hole of like self being really self-critical and everything like that but then I guess just knowing how to come out of it it's really good too so say right and don't look at anyone's Instagram for a bit until you come out of that and writing stuff down like successes that you've had that day or that week and just to because I have to do that because actually um I'm quite a well I'm a bit of a control freak I'm a perfectionist and um and also a massive self critic <laughs> so so you know I think and that's a massive I hope this is helpful information for anyone else who can relate to that is that I, I try when I'm going through negative points when I'm being really mean to myself then I actively every day I take a pen and I write down think all the successes that I've had that day no matter how big or small like for example even if it's just um uh I don't know ate well or or uh you know or or whatever it is (laughs) yeah at the moment just coming out of lockdown I I feel that it's showering is a big accomplishment like spoke said something nice to my friend or did you know or or so and so told me that I did a good job or whatever it is there can be is anything you know or put max matching socks on whatever it is I love that just like because actually in any given day we all achieve so much Mm. and just when you don't realize how many things you are doing like positive things you're doing that you the 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 bar is non-existent and then you're you're expecting putting so much pressure on yourself to do so much when you already do so much am i rambling no 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 not at all not at all i think that's (laughs) that's that's a lovely i I, i'm gonna start doing that myself i'm gonna start writing down all of the great things that i achieved in a day and and actually i was looking at my because what i used to do i used to have a list of things that i needed to do that day and then at the end of the day i'd be able to tick them off and that kind of made me feel good but i think even better than that rather than setting an expectation of yourself just going right what did I achieve today you know and then yeah I love that it's really nice yeah and it can be like sent an email you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely (laughs) sent an email had a shower it doesn't matter whatever it is yeah yeah you're right and especially I think given that the times that we're in you know there is a bit of pressure to be sort of constantly doing and you know everyone seems to be you know baking banana breads and you know doing all these incredible projects behind closed doors and actually it it is a bit of a tough time for a lot of people you know and and I think yeah just getting through the day is is a great achievement for for a lot of people so yeah no 100% I love that thank you just actually there's one thing that I think uh people that also tied into this narrative is something along the lines of being okay with having a rest so I know that I'm a movement teacher and that's fine but I think and I myself am included in this I think that we're quite mean to ourselves about rest and about um not doing anything like we think we should be um doing stuff the whole time but actually there's value in doing nothing as well and that we should we should allow ourselves to do that Mm, yeah (laughs) definitely 
goes against and it doesn't go against what i what i'm um, talking about because obviously it's a balance of trying to making sure that it's productive rest so it's not just you know maybe even taking like five minutes just to lie on the floor and do nothing no yeah. sound, nothing just like literally just being there and just, that's yeah. something that i'm really working on this year is just like literally doing nothing yeah well i i like <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> yeah sorry to interrupt you carrie ann um, but, but no, I like reward myself now when I watch Netflix, which sounds crazy, but like I'm, I'm, I've been, because I've been so focused on sort of getting this podcast out and getting my website up and all these different things, I've been so in that kind of go, go, go productivity, productivity that, that I haven't given myself time to just, yeah, watch the newest thing on Netflix. And they're, they're, like you say, it's yin and yang, it's balance. You do need that time out in order to recharge because otherwise you're just like, you're running on, you know, nothing. You know, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not kind of just having that family time, that downtime, then yeah, you end up sort of in a constant work creation and, and then that kind of defeats the whole object of of following your passion anyway right because you end up sort of resenting it I imagine you know if, yeah, exactly. if, if you're working too hard so yeah don't work too hard especially now that it's Christmas exactly. <laughs> something that I share in my workshops actually that might be worth sharing here in this forum it's very much linked to this it's about um how much so it's about it's linked to sitting and it's uh recognizing that actually um if we look at i've read recently a book um about exercise and many studies have been done on hunter-gatherer communities and um if you look at hunter-gatherer communities so uh their sort of day-to-day -day spent during work time would be more on their feet um walking for say 10 miles a day or whatever but um, if you look at leisure time, so the time that they're not working and compare that to the time that we're not working, actually the amount of sedentary behavior in those, for, the, for those two groups is, is not much different. The difference is that when they're working, they're more active. And so one thing that I try to pass on to people uh, in the workshops is that when you're working, if you can be as active, so if you can sit actively and try and move more throughout the day, then it puts less pressure on you to think during leisure time you have to be moving the whole time. So that mm -hmm. kind of takes, so, you know, if you sit up, there are different ways in which you can sit. Some are less active than others. The most act, well, one of the most active ways of sitting would be in a squat, but we're not all going to be able to do that. Oh, wow. <laughs> That we work and because of the jobs that we do however if you sit in you know if you sit on the bones which are at the bottom of your pelvis up on your sit bones and um and you press into your feet when you're sat down you've got both feet on the floor you can make your legs active you can make your core work mm. um because you're holding your body upright assuming you've got your ribs over your hips and then if you set yourself regular breaks throughout the day so um just in the same way as you would put movement calendar invites into your calendar you could put oh sorry meeting invites in there you could put um, movement breaks in there mm. and if you're someone who would just press snooze then what you can do is you can put them on a device that you can move away from you so then at least every time the alarm goes off you have to get up to go and turn it off Ooh, and then I think, you know, if you're more active during your work time when I and I assume that most people prefer leisure time over work time um, <laughs> then, don't have to feel so bad in the leisure time about being well leisurely <laughs> so yeah so 
I, I love that. That's such, yeah. yeah, that's an incredible tip. And, and what's your thoughts actually on, on standing desks? Yeah, they're fine. Um, it's good to mix it up. So, you know, if you have a standing desk, don't, don't stand the whole day. Because, you know, standing is um, more active than sitting, but it's less active than moving. Okay, so the amount of energy that you exert to stand is more than the amount of energy you use to um, sit, but it's not equivalent to movement so if you're standing then you just you can make sure that you you still have to have these movement breaks you still need to shake your body out you need to be a big star like you know (laughs) your spine around because you would be in a fixed position when you're standing with standing desk something to look out for is leaning people end up leaning on one leg and so that can cause like hip rotations and and maybe a little bit of back pain or hip pain or those kind of things so you have to look out for leaning and make sure you're standing on both feet but i'd say mix it up mix it up okay don't don't judge it as being the same as movement is important because it's not it's not right still you're standing still so okay that makes sense so lots of lots of uh movement breaks put your phone on a on an alarm put it the other side of the room yeah yeah yeah, i like that and and also another good one with that and we actually did this kerry ann when when you came in because you left us with these um sort of little postcards and and movement postcards and me and my desk buddy did this and we held each other accountable so we said right we'll do it together so getting someone to do it with is also a good way to do it because then if there's one hour that you're like oh I can't be bothered your desk buddy will be like no come on we've got to do it so bring bring in whoever you're working with in into it and and keep each other accountable yeah exactly that's really good that's a really good idea and if you're um you know if you're working alone or you're at home alone then perhaps you could ask a friend so someone so obviously you will be away from your colleagues at the moment which is true but for those who are freelancers like yourself or may be on their own then they can maybe buddy up with another freelancer or yeah that's a lovely way to do it yeah i love that yeah, maybe we can buddy up, Kerry Ann. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be messaging you on LinkedIn every hour. <laughs> You'll be like, go away, would you? <laughs> um, cool. No, that that sounds good. And I hope you don't mind us going here, but you did speak about it openly on another podcast. So so I hope it's okay to go there, but I, I was really interested because you, you spoke about how you managed to give up alcohol following a bit of a turbulent relationship with it when you started focusing on, on your passion. So I, I just wondered what, what was it that you really felt help kind of, yeah, not, not, knock that, that relationship with alcohol on the head. Was it sort of starting Pilates at your desk or, or do you feel that, that that was related to something else? Um, well, I think pri- primarily it was because it wasn't very good for me. And it was meaning it's having a negative impact on the relationships that I was having uh, with my family and friends, I suppose. So, um, you know, the, the driver for giving up was just to be a better person. Um, and then I think giving up enabled me to be able to do Pilates at your desk because I think when I stopped drinking all these other things came along with it like the not being so anxious being healthier mm. uh, being more confident 
not worrying so much because I'd be worried about all the bad stuff I'd done when I was drunk. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but you know, I don't think I, I, I'm not someone who would say, you know, alcohol, nobody should drink. It's really bad and stuff. It was just mm. bad for me. So. Yeah, no, I can, I can definitely relate to that. And it's, it's weird actually, because literally like <laughs> I went out on, um, on uh, Halloween this year and, and I got quite drunk and I actually made the decision to, to knock it on the head as well. And, and it's weird because I, I, I feel like since doing that, I have been like super focused because I guess it's just a yeah. case of, yeah, when, when you're, yeah. And I agree. I'm not, I'm not sort of like, give up altogether but I have been sober curious for a long time and and I feel like yeah it, even if it's just a case of giving up for a certain period of time whilst you focus then I, I think it, it can be helpful even even for that reason so no um it's amazing that you've that you've done it I, I actually just remembered I had a dream last night because I think in my head I've gone I'm going to do this for a year which actually like is is a very long time when when you're used to you know office life and, and drinking three days a week so I'm now thinking like am I going to be able to do it over Christmas? But I had a dream last night that I got really drunk over Christmas. So hopefully that doesn't come oh. in, into reality. But um, yeah, no. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, I just decided, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to stop it from letting me have fun. Because the moment you decide to not have fun is the moment in my mind that I would pick up, have a drink. Because mm -hmm. I was equating fun with being drunk, so or getting drunk. So I just go into every situation like I'm going to be like I was if I was drunk, just not falling over. Oh, I um, love so, that. Yeah, so I think if you try and think about it in a different way, then it brings out the natural like your the, the joy that is squished down and saved for when you're drunk it's actually mm. because it's a part of you because you do it so you know it has to be there somewhere it's just about tapping into it and now yeah just yeah I, I go to um well I guess I go to parties but I haven't been to a party in ages. <laughs> yeah well I mean it's it's a bit hard when when we've been in lockdown for the last yeah like a lot a lot of this year but but that's so so do you because I'm I'm interested to how you navigate those kind of situations because like that's that's something that I'm getting anxious about I'm like how am I going to enjoy Christmas because like you know Christmas yeah. is just correlated with alcohol but do you find then that you 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 can still put yourself in those situations but just have a good time you know yeah, without yeah. without the alcohol. Well, basically. I've just decided that alcohol isn't an option for me, so it doesn't. It's not an option. So, mm -hmm. it, I either don't go to the Christmas celebrations, <laughs> yeah. or I go and I just have a good time. And, you know, um, and just, yeah, get on yeah, the I, on the mocktails. I mean, it's hard sometimes. You'll be. Well, they were a bit sweet. I mean, you can have one or two, but they kind of, you end up just drinking water anyway, I find, for me personally. Yeah. But, um, I what, what other ways, one, what, 
what other ways can people can people have fun that doesn't include alcohol are there any things that you do with your family yeah. or yeah yeah because yeah. I think I think things are changing and I'm starting to see more and more events pop up that aren't alcohol related like for instance before I left London to come to Spain I'm living in Spain now I went to this um it was like this incredible it was called what was it called it was oh ironically it was called brush and bubbles and you could have one glass of prosecco if you wanted but you didn't have to but the whole theme of the event was to go and paint so that's like a really nice way that people can go and let their hair down and have some fun that doesn't include alcohol because I, I, I think it's more of a case of our culture it seems that like you say having fun equals going out drinking but there's so many other ways you can have fun right but I just don't think maybe people know about them or you know that they yeah, they, they just don't, yeah, know where to, to go to find that. So are there any things that you do that... Uh, I like sober raves, for example. Oh. I, like dance, I like raves, so... <laughs> wow, so is that is that like an organised event, a sober yeah. rave? Yeah, so there's, an, there's a group called... Um, they used to be called Morning Glory Raves, but I think they've got a different name now, I, I can't remember. Um... And then, I, and then there are various retreats that you could go on. I went on, went on one called the Self Love Retreat, which was very nice. Uh, I've been, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's that thing called? Um, paddle boarding with my with my friend on the Thames. Oh wow, that's amazing! What you, can you do that? What if you fall in? Is that not dangerous? Uh, no, just try not to drink the water, I suppose. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess yeah. Okay, that sounds fun. I like walking, so I go on lots of walks. Um, maybe, you know, going to meet your friends for brunch rather than dinner. 100%. So like brunches, um, that works. Uh, what else? Um, getting, I think getting comfortable with just having a good time is, is it's hard, but you need to, if you make the decision to do it, just do it dancing um and being silly i mean i'm so silly these days <laughs> it's like doing the craziest dancing and yeah just for fun <laughs> i love that i love that yeah just just you know get... i don't do that much stuff to be honest even in non lockdown i mean i just love hanging out with my friends and being silly and yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's loads of great stuff in there. Loads of great stuff. That that's super helpful. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'll definitely. <laughs> What's that? Sorry, Kerry. Pilates. 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 Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I guess it's just incorporating. Yeah, more movement. And exactly. More movement. More yeah. movement makes you happy as long as it's not really hard. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, and and sometimes it, it's hard at the time, but after the the effects yeah. are, are worth the 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 pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely amazing. Cool. Thank you. Um. So, so my last question for you before we go on to our quick fire questions, um, at, at the Passion Pod, we believe that passion plus action equals success. So is there an action or habit or tip that you would advise listeners to start in order to help them step closer towards living in line with their passions? 
Uh, yeah, I'd probably give two. I'm taking time out every day just to lie down and be quiet and do some big breaths. I, I'm rubbish at it, so I have to, by doing, I'm rubbish at doing it myself. So I subscribe to a platform called Breathe with James and you can do it for a week for free, I think. And then I just do one of his videos every day, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. But I just help, think it helps focus your mind and stops you from thinking for a bit. Mm. Uh, tuning into your body as well and then the other thing that I've got is an ideas book so I write stuff in my ideas book every single day <laughs> I thought it's a bit of a mixture it's a, an ideas book and a to-do list <laughs> mm. but I just write stuff down all the time um whenever I get an idea whenever I remember I've got to do something and all of that stuff and I just find it really helps I love that yeah I I kind of use my notes on on my iPhone for that but actually I, I think the, the act of writing it down and having a, a specific book dedicated for your ideas is, is such a lovely idea. Is there a particular book or planner that you use for that? Or is it no, just... Um, no, I just use... Actually, last Christmas, my husband and daughter bought me some notebooks and they thought that they'd bought two, but <laughs> inside there were six books. They were just really thin. So I've just been using those. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Out. Books to last you for the next 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. Cool. And anyone listening that's wondering what to get Kerry this year, not, not another, not another no. notebook. <laughs> cool. And then I'm just going to move on to our quick fire questions. And this is just to get some really kind of actionable takeaways for our listeners. Um, so um, I'm going to go ahead. So a book that you read that has changed your life. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you're going to laugh. Oh. Parisian chic. <laughs> Parisian chic. Oh, I, I don't know it. I don't know it. <laughs> Look it up. What, what's it? Look it up. You should know <laughs> it. It's a style bible. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, yes. You are very stylish. You are a stylish kind of woman. I need some style tips. Okay, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, get the latest edition, the bright pink one. Changed my life. It made my wardrobe organised. Helped me to think about what I wanted to wear. I read it years ago, 10 years ago, and then I bought the latest edition. And I'm I very love happy that. <laughs> Are you sure you're not sponsored by them? <laughs> Amazing. Okay, cool. Frisian chic. And a movie that sparks joy? Oh, gosh. Oh, I watched Baby Boom the other day. I like that. <laughs> Baby Boom. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't... Uh, great outfits. It's um, Diane Keaton and she is set in the 80s and she's just got really amazing outfits in it. Okay. So we're, we're getting a common theme here. Kerry, Kerry likes clothes. Oh, it makes sense. Shopping is, is your other passion. It makes sense. <laughs> and is there anything else that you want to share with us? Anything else you're vibing on? Any advice you'd give to, to people who want to follow their passion? You've given us so much throughout this podcast, but just to space, if there's anything else that pops to mind. Um, just go for it. Uh, if you if you're scared and you've got fear, then just be driven by that fear rather than it getting in your way. Um, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And yeah, Love and you'll always find something else. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Thank you. And and Kerry, where can people find and follow your work? Obviously, in the show notes, I'm going to share all of all of the links we spoke about through the show. Um, but yeah, where's the best place to follow your work? Um, so my 
free videos and so on would be on my Instagram account, which is at Pilates at your desk. And then I've got a website which is uh, has two URLs, but you can find it through pilatesatyourdesk.com. I have Facebook and stuff like that, but I use tend to use those less frequently. Okay, perfect. So so mainly mainly over on Instagram. Incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing all of your amazing tips and and tricks with us. And yeah, I hope to speak to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, Carrie Ann, that woman is such a joy. It was so wonderful to speak to her. And you really should go check her out on Instagram. Her Pilates account is so great for just really quick, short bursts of movements that you can do literally sitting comfortably at your desk. So if you're working from home right now, or if you're sat at a desk uh, for a big portion of the day, or even if you're not, um, she's got loads of great movements that you can do. Um, if you did enjoy this podcast, we are now live on Apple Podcasts, which is amazing. So please, please, please do go and rate and review us on there as it will really help us to get the show listened to by more and more people so we can spread this message even further and get more people working on their passions. Thank you so, so much and happiest new year to you all. This one's been a bit of a crazy one uh, to say the least, but I have a feeling that 2021 is going to bring a lot of joy. Take care. Bye-bye.